Baltimore, and welcome to the Northeast Georgia Scouting. Today I'm going to be doing an episode on the first class rank requirements. Now, this is going to be a two-parter. This will be the first part of that, and wait until next week to see the second part. So, let's go and get started. Requirement 1A. Since joining Boy Scouts participate in 10 separate troop or patrol activities, at least 6 of which must be held in the outdoors. Of the outdoor activities, at least 3 of these must include overnight camping, and these activities do not have to... Do not include troop or patrol meetings, so not just regular for us Monday night meetings. On campouts, you must spend the night in the tent that you pitch or any other structure that you help erect, such as a lean-to, snow cape, or teepee. 1B. Explain the principles of tread lightly and tell how you pr practice them at that campout or outing. The outing must be different from the ones you use for 10 foot requirement 1C and second class requirement 1B. For those two, you're just going to go obviously to a camp out and participate in the activities for that and after you've done that just for 1B you're gonna have to talk to somebody whoever that may be for your troop who does that kind of stuff and just tell them what you think about that requirement and get that one done. 2A help plan a menu for one of the above campouts that includes at least one breakfast, one lunch, and one dinner and, and that requires cooking at least two of the meals Tell how the meals, tell how the menu, sorry, includes foods from my plate and the current USDA nutritional model, and how it meets nutritional needs for the planned activity or campout. Okay, for this one, just do it as the requirement states before campout. And for the USDA and health stuff, just you know, just um, look at how your your menu that you plan fits that, and talk to an adult who can sign off on that and get that one done. Um, uh, 2B, using the menu that plan, you plan for first class requirement 2A, make a list showing the budget and the food amounts needed to feed three or more boys to secure the ingredients. For this one, this is obviously going to have to happen if you're going to use it for the camp out and just go grocery shopping or however you want to do that and just get that together for the camp out. 2C, you show which pans, utensils, and other gear when we need to just cook and serve these meals. For us, we already have all this stuff mostly. We had to get some new stuff, but our troop does chuck boxes, and all those chuck boxes have been with the troop longer, way longer than we, we have, so all those utensils were mostly already there. But see what your troop does and figure that one out. 2D, demonstrate the procedures to follow in the safe handling and store... Handle, handling and storage of fresh meats, dairy products, eggs, vegetables, and other perishable food products. Show how to properly dispose of camp garbage, cans, plastic containers, and other rubbish. This one is going to have to happen, obviously, after your first camp out and before. Um, show how you need to store those kind of things, like in a cooler or how, however. And after, show how to properly dispose of the trash. This one's obviously not that hard. Main things just don't leave it there. 2E, on one camp out, serve as a cook. Supervise your assistants and using the stove or building a cooking fire. Prepare the breakfast, lunch, and dinner planned in first class requirement 2A, supervise cleanup. For this one, once again, it's just going to happen in a camp out. You'll get to it eventually. And just get this one signed off as soon as that's done. That's it for requirement 2. Requirement 3 is all about knots and lashings. Uh, requirement 3A is discuss when you you should and should not use lashings. 3B, demonstrate tying a timber hitch and a clove hitch. 3C, demonstrate 
tying a square, shear, and diagonal lashings by joining two or more poles or stays together. And finally, 3D, use lashings to make a useful camp gadget or structure. For this one, I think this is a great one to find an older scout and get them, or ask them to help them, help you with that. And because it serves one of their requirements for rank as well, because they have to use leadership and the edge method. And that just all around works for everybody. But if not, your, your troop may do that as a whole troop. And just find out what your troop does for that. Alright, 4A. Using a map and compass, complete an orienteering course that covers at least one mile and, recover, and requires measuring height and distance, height and width of designated trees. Okay, for that one, um, and also for 4B, which is demonstrate how to use a handheld GPS unit, GPS app, on a smartphone or any other electronic navigation system. Use GPS to find your current location, a destination of your choice, and the route that you'll take to get there. Follow that route to arrive at your destination. You can obviously use this one as part of the um, orienteering badge, or just however your troop likes to do this. Ask your scoutmaster or assistant scoutmasters to see, see what they do for this. 5A. Identify or show evidence of at least 10 kinds of native plants found in your local area or campsite location. You may show evidence by identifying fallen leaves and if, or fallen fruit that you find on, in the field or as part of the collection you have made or by photographs you've taken. And this along with the rest of 5, which I'll get to in a minute, I think... Well, this along with some of the other uh, requirements for 5, I think you can kind of do it as part of a one group of things starting to camp out with the rest of them about weather you can do that prior to a camp out to make sure well obviously you gotta check the weather for a camp out and for 5A I think this is one you can do I did this with some of the Cub Scouts because they have a similar requirement just do a nature walk around your area where you're camping and just point out some of these things 5B identify two ways to obtain a weather forecast for an upcoming activity explain why the weather forecasts are important when playing for an event once again, you're just going to need to do this for you camp out and just see how your troop does this and explain why it is important because it obviously is. 5C. Describe at least three natural, natural indicators of impending hazardous weather and potential dangerous events that might result from such weather conditions and the appropriate actions you should take. This is a great one to use resources like the Scout Book or obviously if you need to, you can look it up or ask an older scout. 5D. Extre describe extreme weather conditions you might encounter in the outdoors in your local geographic area. Discuss how you would de determine ahead of time the potential risk of these type of weather dangers, alternate planning considerations to avoid such risk, and how you would prepare and for and respond to the those weather conditions. Once again, just while you're going over the rest of the requirements, just go over what you would do if there was some kind of severe weather, such as a storm or something like that. That's it for requirement 5. Requirement 6A. Successfully complete the BSA swimmer test. This one you're also going to have to do before you go to camp and just get that one done. 6B. Tell what precautions must be taken for a safe trip afloat. For that one, just go over that. I, I uh, did it as part of the kayaking merit badge, if I'm remembering correctly, along with a lot of these. But just see how your shirt does that. 6C. Identify the basic parts of a canoe, kayak, or other boat. Identify the parts of the paddle or oar. Once again, part of the kayaking merit badge for me. Let's see how your group does it. Um, describe proper body positioning in a watercraft, depending on the size and type of the vessel. Explain the importance of proper body positioning in the boat. I 
I'm not gonna keep saying it every time that I've done this part of the kayak merit badge, but for this one, just uh, demonstrating the bow and explain why it's important. And finally, 6E with a helper and practice victim show a line rescue as both the tender and the rescuer. Rescuer. The practice victim should be approximately 30 feet away uh, from the shore and in deep water. Uh, for this one, I think, I, if I remember correctly, I did this one as part of a swimming merit badge my first year at camp. But I've also seen it done every now and then our troop will go on fun days over at our local camp. Because we have a lake there. And they will always knock out requirements like this that you need to be at the water for. Okay, lastly for today, requirement 7. Requirement 7A is demonstrate bandages for a sprained ankle and injuries on the head, upper arm, and collarbone. For that one, it's uh, kind of like some requirements in, uh, well, nearly every merit badge and some requirements prior to this one and prior ranks. Just uh, use resources for that, ask if you need to, and show it to whoever needs to, do it, whoever needs to sign off on that. 7B, by yourself. And with a, or by yourself and with a partner, show how to transport a person from a smoke-filled room, transport for at least 25 yards, a person with a sprained ankle. For that one, um, I think I did that as part of a first aid merit badge my first year at camp. Uh, so you can do it that way or just pretty much any way that uh, your troop wants you to do it and demonstrate how to do that. And 7C, tell us five most common signals of a heart attack, explain the steps, procedures, and uh, cardiopulmonary uh, resuscitation, CPR. Um, so for that, I also did that as part of the first, ba first day merit badge. We had somebody come and talk to us about that for one of the days, and teach us how to do basic CPR. Uh, so I would definitely recommend doing it as a part of that merit badge, or whatever way your group wants you to, but that's definitely an important one. 7D, tell what utility services exist in your home or meeting place. Describe what potential hazards associated with these utilities are and how to respond in emergency situations. For this one, obviously, every place is maybe a little bit different, but the basic ones are obviously going to be electricity, water, and things like that. So just go over that with Assistant Scoutmaster or someone who can sign off. And 7E, develop an emergency action plan for your home that includes what to do in case of fire, storm, power out outage, and water outage. For this one, obviously, there's an emergency preparedness merit badge, which I, which I have not taken yet because I did life-saving instead. But this one should be not, it sh this shouldn't be that difficult. And uh, just go over that with whoever needs to sign off. And lastly... 7F, explain how to obtain potable water in an emergency. This is another one I think the you can ask somebody or the scouting handbook is great for this kind of these kind of requirements. So just get that one done. That will be all for now. And that was the first part of the first class rank requirements. See you next week for the second part.